Welcome to season four of Uncut, the Makers Podcast, with your hosts Atia, Alice, and Juliet. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. How are both of you today? Very well. Hey. hey. <laughs> Anything new been going on? I must say, actually, today is my mom's birthday, like the 4th of October, the day that this podcast is. So, uh, and I know she will be listening, so happy birthday, yeah. mom. Have you got anything special planned for her? I, I can't do anything because she's yeah. abroad. So, yeah. We're just going to do a video call and that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Alice? Yeah, but early October is like, busy for us as well, actually, because it's our wedding anniversary on the. So I always have to like really think about this. I think our wedding anniversary is on the 2nd of October and then it's Max's birthday on the 5th. Yeah, really busy. And we've had two weddings. So it's just, I've literally gone from like being quite a recluse and not doing a lot to then suddenly being like thrust into social situations and stuff. So it's been nice. Feeling a bit more like, a bit more normal, kind of getting in, like actually seeing people and doing stuff again, which is is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a bit slow getting back into the sort of socializing side of things. I think we were never like the last few years with young kids, you end up being a bit less social anyway. And yeah, so it's slowly getting back into it. We had a family gathering, somebody got married recently, so we couldn't go to the wedding, but they had like a little family party yesterday. So that was really nice to see people after you know basically the whole of the pandemic because mm, they're, yeah. they're sort of not close relatives that you're going to be able to see on a regular basis hmm. yeah, so yeah. Really have you had any like awkward you know some people are hugging and some people aren't yeah. And then, mm. <laughs> yeah yeah I saw a friend uh, yesterday. I saw a friend yesterday and we were like okay that's fine but then my sister came as well because like, we're all friends together and she was like oh I'm not sure whether I want to like what we're doing here <laughs> yeah oh, I think you just have to make it bump yeah. clear from the start don't you like I'm not gonna hug you but we'll just do air kisses or something yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I got tempted a few times to get to pull out of social situations that's social mm-hmm. anxiety not just wanting to hang out and just yeah. myself well, I pulled out of one and um, the second one I just had to go because I mean I've got a group of friends, four of us celebrated our birthdays and it was my last, well, I was the last one to celebrate a birthday and we had to, like, we had to meet up. It was really lovely in the end, but, you know, getting myself to sort out an outfit, dress up and actually go to meet people was quite, yeah, I don't know. I just felt yeah. so weird hanging out with people after a long time. Mm. Um, yeah it's it's yeah. weird isn't it like a, a horrible knock-on effect of the the pandemic really absolutely absolutely not knowing how to get involved with conversations i mean at my place of work we don't get into group conversations like that we have meetings on zoom or zoom on teams we we work in pet only teacher and teacher assistant those are the only interactions you have mm. you don't mm. see in the staff room to eat lunch so it's yeah going from that to big events has been quite yeah. my system but hey it oh, is. Well done to going. Do, do you get that sense when you meet met someone after a long time that you're like so much time has gone past and you missed yeah. out on yeah so you know like especially like when I see people who have kids similar ages to mine and last time I saw them they were like two or something and now they're you know, at school and they're, they're yeah. sort of, you know, yeah. completely articulate, like little people. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. wow, that whole time is completely gone now. Gone. Yeah. So yeah. weird. It's weird. weird yeah. Is there anything you're making at the moment? You got anything ready? Go. Um, well, I, I'm wearing this red dress. 
<laughs> that I just finished last night. And oh, it's lovely. It's just the basic sleeveless dress. It's the VO Vogue 9075. Got a jumpsuit version and it's got a dress version. And I just thought I'll make the dress version a bit looser because it's quite mm. fitted. So I decided to make a bit loose a size up. Yeah, one size more than yeah. my size. And it's really cool. It's kind nice. of boxy. Yeah. yeah the, the fabric yeah. looks nice. Is it like one yeah. of those the embroidery? Yeah. yeah. Lace mm-hmm. Fabric. Breathable. I've lined it. And I opened up the shoulder seams and I've got buttons there. So it's got, it's a button up. So one side of it has buttons on it. And um, quite, I really like it. And I've paired it up with gold jewellery. So... <laughs> Oh, that's mm. nice. Yeah, I thought I'll just dress up a bit for today's event. Yeah. Mm. Event today's yeah, today's event. <laughs> mm. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a uh, sagebrush top on my well already cut out to go, and what I've done is I've changed the sleeves on it. I don't know if you any either of you have made that top yet. No. It's by Friday Pan Company, but basically it's got like just above the elbow sleeves. So I made my first one with that version and it's fine but sometimes it feels like it doesn't know whether to go like either down past my elbow or above so it feels a bit uncomfortable so I've made my new one with the Bakerloo blouse sleeves so um, so it's got the long sleeve with the elastic at the end so I've just kind of joined them together so hopefully Mm. that will work out yeah Yeah, so I'm making that in the that's good because it's got the Bakerloo one has gathered so you can ease it in beautifully yeah it's actually quite a lot narrower than the sagebrush sleeve even the, the sleeve head is still quite a lot narrower but I think I've just kind of like joined the I put one pattern piece on top of the other and then just mm-hmm. like worked out how to do it roughly so hopefully it'll be okay yeah well that'd be lovely a bit obsessed with the Lyra shirt well it's actually a shirt dress by Tilly and the Buttons but I'm just making shirt versions of it because it's the perfect like preppy fit so just <laughs> extend the bodice a bit and don't do the skirt and it's yeah it's brilliant so and it doesn't use too because it's just a little shirt it doesn't use too much fabric so it's quite a good way to use up my bigger offcuts I might give that a try then because I actually I've got that pattern and it does look like a really good one but I've just never Mm. thought what what fabric I can match with it so maybe I'll try it for a shirt instead yeah Mm. yeah yeah it's great my other favorite thing that I've made recently is the Mabel dress by the fabric store so they have their own pattern line called made by TFS so but the fabric is that the merino that they sell and it's really nice to to wear so I'm I've been wearing that basically all the time just to work and things so yeah it's a good one and it doesn't stick anywhere so it's very comfortable to wear mm. oh nice yeah starting thinking about like autumn winter yeah well, winter clothes now it's so everything I'm planning to make I'm like well, would I be able to wear this because I think forget how cold it gets <laughs> yeah because it's been so warm recently you don't really feel yeah. like it's time yet but yeah it will be soon suddenly it'll change and then we'll, yeah. we'll need the warm stuff yeah anyway today we're talking about budget-friendly sewing or, or making of any kind so we thought we'd just share some tips that we've come across and also you know just get some ideas for ways that we can reduce the cost of our sewing because it can become it can be as expensive as you want it to be can't it absolutely so, uh, mm. Yeah, so I found that before you know it, you can easily spend, you know, a lot of money just, you know, with on your materials. And it's actually quite possible to make amazing clothes with, you know, almost for free sometimes, and, you know, or on a very low budget. So do you have any tips that you'd like to share on that? My first thing would be based on what you mentioned about your sage blouse. 
and using a sleeve from the Bakerloo blouse to make something else. Well, merging two patterns together to create a new mm. garment. That's going to be mm. the first tip. Rather than buying a new pattern for... Okay, so I know pattern companies would like you to purchase from them. But rather than buying a new pattern for every single design you want to create, think about creative ways that you can use the patterns you already have, if that makes sense. And um, yeah. yeah, so that is a... Well, that's for people who sew clothes. But uh, I think that's a good way to start <laughs> yeah hacking patterns as well so yeah. even you have one pattern because i i've always kind of got into that trap of like okay i need a wide leg trouser pattern and then i need a tapered leg trouser pattern but actually you don't really a lot of the time you can just you know draw your line out a bit further or like yeah. make something into like you said make a top instead of a dress or yeah. make a dress instead of a top so like just those basic things you can end up with so many more combinations from a smaller number of patterns and actually indie patterns for a lot of people are quite expensive and for some people they're a bit out of reach particularly the paper patterns some people prefer to use paper patterns but you know they can be sort of 16 20 pounds for Mm -hmm. for some of them so that's definitely a consideration not only that, mm. printing of the actually printing the sewing patterns use up a lot of paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What if you get a PDF? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you buy it cheaper, but you still have to pay. Well, even though you're not paying extra in that sense, but you still have to print them out. <laughs> so yeah, and A zero uh, can also get expensive really quickly. Press, so yeah. if you're you either save the time by printing an A0, but then it gets really expensive, or you do it in A4, but then that takes yeah. up quite a lot of time sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah, yeah. I think there is a lot of temptation, isn't there, to buy all the patterns, especially because, like, we love the independent brands, don't we? So you want to support them. Yeah. But it's not feasible to buy every single thing. Yeah, but just using using what you have, see if you could make tweaks to the patterns you've got. But also I think books are really good value for money. Yes. So I've got like the named book, Breaking the Path, not the named, named book, named book. Why can't I say this? Well, they are <laughs> Breaking the Path named by Bailey. named. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> and it's such a good book. And I think it's about 20 pounds, but you get so many patterns in there. And yeah, a lot of indie brands have books. Are, and just from that one thing, you get so many variations. Mm. So that's a good... Mm. yeah the tilly ones as well are quite a good value as well so Mm. yeah those are ones to look at i don't know if you've come across the other thing i would say is the magazines can be really good value as well so there's like there's a lot of sort of the fiber mood birder style there's the children's one called october i'm probably saying that wrong but the only thing uh yeah peppermint they do the free patterns on their website i don't know if they have a physical magazine as well maybe they do but Um, it might be in australia la maison victor is -hmm. a good one they mm-hmm. have loads of patterns and it's got the full pattern sheets in the magazine as well that's a really good one yeah. is it a crisscrossing one because i find those a bit tricky to yes. use yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah, the only thing i are. find slightly <laughs> off-putting about those ones that all the you basically have to find your color and the code for your pattern and look for the lines that match up and you have to like you know be in the right frame of mind for that kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's such a good tip my friend Wendy told me is highlight your because when you're tracing uh, it, it can be really confusing but she, she said just highlight your size on the actual pattern yeah. sheet yeah and then it's so much easier to trace that that was a game changer for me today's episode is sponsored by 99designs by Vistaprint we have been working with 99designs by Vistaprint to create a new website for the podcast 
99designs by Vistaprint are a global design platform who provide design services for small businesses and creatives. There are a huge range of products that you can create designs for, including logos, websites, business cards, packaging and marketing materials. There are two ways of working with 99designs by Vistaprint. You can either run a contest where you invite designers to participate in your project or you can run a one-to-one project to search for the perfect designer for your project. When we started the podcast, we had no idea that it would be so popular with our listeners. And although we had a simple website last year, we felt it was the right time to have a website that represented us better. It was important to us to have a simple process and to work with professionals who understood what we were looking for. We chose to run a contest and we were given lots of options for great designers to work with. We worked with our designer who was really friendly and approachable and helped us to get set up with a new website. We're really happy with the improved design and hope you will enjoy using our website to access your favourite episodes and show notes. You can get £30 off your own contest project and create your own graphic designs for your business by going to the following link 99designs.co.uk forward slash go forward slash atia dash asmi. That's A T I A dash A Z M I. I used to like the Japanese pattern books as well. Have you seen those or have you tried using any of those before? No, no. I haven't tried them. So it's a similar thing where it's a, it comes as a book. So they have some really nice sort of, a lot of times they're kind of like loose fitting, smock style patterns and things. And they come with those overlapping pattern sheets as well that you have to trace off. But mm. the designs, I used to really like the designs of those, but then I just started finding it a bit difficult to do the tracing. But if you enjoy tracing or you don't mind tracing, then it's a really great way to get a lot of patterns in a sort of small book. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think it's about seven pounds, I think, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. like the magazines. magazines. Yeah. Yeah. And you get loads. Yeah. They're good value. Yeah. For people who, you know, do a lot of hand style sewing, embroidery, cross stitching and that type of thing. So rather than getting new pin buying pin cushions and pin dishes and that type of thing you can actually create your own using scraps make a little pin cushion at home or even use an old saucer a little saucer and stick a magnet using super glue to the base of the like on the other side of it on Mm. the underside as a magnetic pin dish rather than buying a brand new pin dish yeah, the little hacks here and there for people mm. who craft with, you know, things, craft them by hand. So, yeah, but Ron yeah. getting a brand new. There's lots of free patterns available, you know, other projects. I mean, obviously free, there's so much available and sometimes you don't even think of it. But, you know, there's if you go on Pinterest, you can find lots of them. And also, free as one. we mentioned, the Peppermint magazine patterns. And a lot of designers will also do a free pattern with with you join their mailing list and things like that. So it's always worth looking out for for those ones. Yeah, I actually um, Mood Fabrics. Their blogs really good. They've got loads of they have tutorials and ideas for pattern hacks and stuff, but also quite a lot of free patterns on there. Mm. It's really it's a really good site. Yeah, Peppermint has quite a few. Have you seen their Milton pinafore? No, I think I had a quick recent one. Yeah, I had a quick look at it on Instagram, but I haven't looked into it in detail. But it does oh, look like a really so good nice. one. So yeah. nice, yeah, yeah. I have to get that one. Oh, and patterns for pirates. Do mm. I've downloaded a few of their? I think it's all kids patterns, but they've got one. I did a little um, like jogger type things and a little hat, and they were free. Okay, they're really good. I think Ikati Couture, who I, I've made quite a few of their patterns, they usually do one. I think maybe with joining the mailing list, but they have some really cute designs as well. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I've made a couple of their things. They're really nice. Yeah. yeah, actually, newsletters are good. So I've been working recently with the Avid Seamstress, and mm. they have a. If you sign up for their newsletter, you get a PDF of a top pattern that's really nice. But mm. also, just with newsletters, you quite often get like discount codes, or you're the first to know when they've got a sale. It does take some restraint because obviously it's kind of a two-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah. On the <laughs> newsletter, so you get all the temptations, so you might end up spending more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's quite there's quite I find that I get quite tempted by mailing lists. So every so often I'll have a bit of a cull of which ones I follow because then I'll just be like, ooh, twenty percent off and then I go, <laughs> you know, but like you're still spending eighty percent when you get twenty percent off if you weren't gonna buy that thing. But yeah, I've really cut down on buying patterns at the moment because I've got so many which are already printed, which I haven't made yet. So I'm trying to just get through some of those ones, especially if there's one I really wanted to make it for a long time. I think that shopping your own stash thing can be yes. one of the best money savers in the end yeah definitely and yeah I mean you already mentioned Pinterest but there's literally thousands of free patterns on there aren't there so you could never spend a penny mm. on patterns but I think you can you can still like support indie designers in other ways because if you are trying to save money you can still you know comment on their posts share if they've got a new pattern release you can still share that to your audience there's, there's other ways that you can support people without physically buying from them all the time yeah yeah definitely for people who are newer to sewing or crafting in general i'll suggest or recommend not blowing your budget on you know you know the top end range of products i would say start as cheap as you can until you're sure that that's definitely a craft that you want to sustain for a long period of time before Yeah, because like oh, yeah. things like like knitting. Obviously, sewing. You've got the sewing machine, which is a huge, the biggest outlay when you're uh, starting out. So you can always borrow a machine if you aren't sure whether you definitely want to continue the hobby. I don't know if you can or hire rent. a machine. Yeah, you Maybe can. That's rent, yeah. possible as well. Yeah, yeah. And Gumtree. You can. Mm-hmm. Well, not really Gumtree, but there are sites where you can rent sewing machines. You can borrow from a friend. You can mm. get secondhand ones that are way cheaper than the well not cheaper but like less expensive than a brand new one and Mm. yeah you can buy secondhand products on ebay like scissors and fabrics zips and all that type of things rather than spending money on the top of the range stuff when you're sure that you really like it then you can invest a bit more on all the more expensive items of or gadgets also i would say that before buying <laughs> before cutting into the expensive fabric that you have or before buying a more expensive fabric try using old beddings or old curtains or whatever mm. it is to test out the sewing pattern and check that it fits beautifully before you actually cut into your main fabric because that's a, a good way to save money yeah. Annoying. yeah making up the fabric or making up the garments in expensive fabric and it turns out not the way you want it to be so yeah mm. weddings charity yeah. Well, do you know what the, yeah. the thing with getting cheaper notions and stuff though i think can be a bit risky because if you buy like cheap thread often will oh, actually just yeah. sew really poorly uh, yeah. bobbins so when i first got back into sewing I nearly jacked it in because I was like I cannot get the tension right something's wrong like the bobbin thread would never sit properly and it turned out it was just because I had cheap bobbins and they weren't (laughs) brand they were like generic ones that was literally all it was but I tried and tried and tried and couldn't work out what was going wrong and that's all it was okay okay so sometimes buying cheaper 
Mm. actually ends up costing more like yeah. buy cheap buy twice mm. yeah i was using some really old thread i didn't know where i found it from and i was just using it for saying and basically all the lint was coming off it and then in the end it completely jammed my machine so the tension there was something completely wrong with it and i was like oh i need to take it for a service and the man just pulled out all this stuff <laughs> it's like that's it it's fine now <laughs> yeah so, 100 pounds um, please and zips i think zips are worth spending a little bit more on because there's cheap zips sometimes like they don't pull nicely they're kind of a bit sort of sticky and not nice mm. to use but you can always like repurpose things like repurpose obviously zips from things that you're not going to use again or uh, things like the bra straps and sliders um, the not the straps but the mm. rings and sliders so some people if they're oh, making yeah. them you can because those are actually a bit sometimes quite hard to get hold of or you know making sure that you get ones that match your fabric and those sorts of things so that can be a good way to reuse something that's otherwise not used okay mm, and ca- like car boots are also always really good for things like buttons mm-hmm. and zips yes yeah i actually got most uh, a big haul of buttons from a vintage shop in rochester once ages ago and i think i like was going i still have a few of them but it was like going for like 10 years and then i like used and they were mm. really nice sort of unusual buttons as well so yeah Ooh, that's good really find. good yeah i'm all for second hand actually i think like facebook marketplace it's mm. great or face place as we've renamed it yeah um, place. charity shop <laughs> yeah face place <laughs> charity yeah. shops are yeah. great it's mm. like you said you know, like using curtains and stuff and or just people Old donate denim. fabric that they're not going to mm. use anymore i found yeah. i think i've got like four meters of denim for about six pounds a couple of years ago mm. and you can even, even they normally have boxes of old patterns or even current patterns when people do stash mm. You can mm-hmm. always find yeah. useful, yeah. And things like magazines as well, they, they always tend to have a few things like that. Yeah. Okay. And I was just thinking about knitting as well. Again, there's loads of free patterns available. If you use one of the databases like Ravelry, then you can easily find lots and lots, like more than you could ever make, basically. And there's a few pattern designers who I, I use quite often, called again, let me try and remember, that do you know loads of different pattern designs that are free as well. Let's have a look. There's yeah. one called... The, um, Go on, you, sewing you... magazines their websites are often really good actually for free patterns and it'll be they'll have a lot of general craft projects as well yeah. especially in the run-up to christmas actually so like you know gathered i think they're the publisher of like molly yeah Mates i've made a few of yeah i really like yeah. those ones and because they do simply crochet and simply knitting on the gathered site there's loads and loads of free projects and i think mm. i'm pretty sure you get the download and the instructions yeah. as well all for free yeah what are your thoughts on oh sorry what, what is on buying cheap fabrics? Because there are. I think I don't mind. I don't really care how much the fabric costs, as long as the quality is good. So obviously, if you some types of a fabric or like poly cottons and things like that, or polyesters, I try and avoid. But like some places like that do the dead stock fabrics, they can have amazing quality fabric, which is quite cheap for what it is. And then I, you know, I, I think that's completely fine. So. And just, again, repurposing fabric from other things that you're not going to wear again. Or like, say, for example, you've got something which has got a hole in it. You could always use the fabric yeah. for something else, or maybe something yeah. smaller for a child or that sort of thing. Yeah, I think with the cheap quality fabric, it's not, I yeah. kind of learned this the hard way, it's not worth it because I like love a bargain. So when I first started sewing, I was just getting really cheapy stuff that felt horrible. Oh. It was horrible to sew. Yeah. It's then not nice to wear. And I was like, oh, why did I even ironically then just a complete waste of money even yeah. though it was six pounds for a couple of meters or whatever yeah it's then just wasted material i'd rather get good stuff in a sale or in a way that i can like make it more affordable mm-hmm. 
just avoid unless it's if it's for like a, a toile or a wearable toile then maybe but mm. it's just yeah i find sometimes those nice types of fabrics they shrink very easily as well i don't know if you found that well they don't yeah. iron nice they don't last well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yes that's it they don't last yeah mm-hmm. yeah let me think if there's any other sort of bargains i think one of the main ways you can save money is just by not buying more than you need because i think that's obviously good for the planet anyway so that's something i'm trying to do more of but it's a little bit late for me <laughs> but maybe it'll <laughs> save somebody else from it. <laughs> the same thing. yeah so you can try and just buy just what you need or you know make use of leftovers and things like that to continue making sewing projects that are smaller as well and then you make your fabric go further as well each time yeah and i think as well if you do because it is nice buying new fabric yeah. and new patterns sometimes, isn't it? But if you really are on a budget, I'll sometimes like have a bit of a clear out, sell some stuff on eBay or whatever, and then I just that money is Use that money specifically for buying. Yeah. So if you're kind of breaking even, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good way of doing it. it. Gives you a bit of motivation for having the clear out as well. If you got a yeah. little reward at the end of it, hmm. yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because we we want to get all the nice things. <laughs> yeah it's so tempting obviously there's a the whole social media thing of like the next thing the next thing and you try not to get too caught up in that but sometimes you do spot something like there was a fabric godmother had this really beautiful floral fabric recently with someone made a dress out of and then it sold out straight away and I was like oh I wish I'd got some of that and then as soon as it came back and I was like I'm gonna get hold of some of that oh you did I did exactly the same actually from the fabric godmother with the narida hansen one that i was like oh, okay. it's too expensive i'm not gonna get it then it sold out and i was like oh yeah, no. and that's quite hard to get hold of once it's gone because it's yeah. all the way from australia isn't it yeah yeah like yeah it came back in and i but also then you know if you really want it mm. if when it's back in if then you're like oh actually i didn't really yeah it's a good it idea it's to sold s- out. sometimes it's a good idea to sort of sit on the thought for you know a little while until you've you know if you definitely do want it or not but then like there's a there's a risk in that, <laughs> that <isn't really> <laughs> yeah. I like the tip you gave the other time Atia to um leave a leave something in your basket whatever it is leave it in your basket and then come back to it later put it in the basket mm. mm-hmm. if you read really mm-hmm. yeah sort of like, like window over. shopping yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, it's been really good talking about these tips. I'm going to try and put some of them into practice this year because I definitely do have too much fabric already. So I'm going to try and be more budget friendly with how I do my sewing this year. We'd love to hear the listeners' tips as well. So if you've got any other budget friendly sewing tips, then please do share them on our Instagram page, which is at uncutpodcast underscore. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.